You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. It's an honor to talk to one of the great Hall of Famers of all time, one of the great evaluators of talent from the Raiders, his whole history through the Packers and all points in between. Ron Wolf joins us. Ron, great to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Ron, before we get into the current state of the NFL, I wanted to begin with your career after you served the country and you got into football. What was the big break early for you as how you approached Pro Football Illustrated, sports, and found your way into football. Well, it's all uh, due to Al Davis. What happened was uh, I worked in 1962 at a pro football publication, the first one of its kind in Chicago. And it just so happened that the editor of that paper uh, happened to be in San Francisco when Al was named head coach and general manager of the Oakland Raiders. And he went over to interview Al. And during the course of the interview, Al had mentioned to him that uh, he needed somebody who knew names. And the editor recommended me. I, I was uh, I just finished taking my last final examination at the University of Oklahoma. He called and asked me to come out on a trial basis. I did, and I was in the game uh, ever since that. Incredible. Isn't it, Ron, before we get into more of your story, what amazing faith is, if you don't get that recommendation, if you don't have that job, if Mr. Davis isn't there that day, and that conversation comes together, I'm sure you go on to tremendous success, but it might be a different road, huh? Oh, without, without a doubt. I mean, to have an opportunity uh, uh, to be at the, the ground floor, if you will, with, uh, with the Raiders and with Al Davis as head coach and general manager, I learned so much from him. Uh, I mean, the way he approached certain things, the way he did uh, his evaluation, uh, we all learned. It's an interesting it's an interesting exercise. I know we had four coaches. We had a head coach and four assistant coaches. That was it. And uh, how every night uh, we would evaluate each position in the American Football League. And at that time, there were only eight teams in the American Football League. Of course, we were one of them, so we're talking about seven teams. And we would start with, shall we say, all the left guards. And we'd watch all the left guards one evening. And then we would rank, they would be ranked. And, uh, I mean, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. That's certainly true when it comes to evaluating talents. You knew, say, you knew who, who was first and you knew who was seventh after he got through with those exercises. So, uh, and he was always big on comparison. Uh, let's compare this guy to that guy, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it was a wonderful experience for me, and uh, you're right. Uh, fortunately for me, a, a man happened to be in San Francisco at the right time, for me anyway. And uh, look at me. I, I, I was able to... Uh, become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, all due to my start with the Raiders, if you will. Ron Wolf joins us. What was your strength at that time? Were you a grinder, late-night guy, travel, film, all that? What did you bring to the table that Mr. Davis saw quickly that helped you grow your career? I think I, the big thing I had was I could remember names, and uh, I think that's very beneficial to me. And then through his guidance and certainly the other coaches that were there, uh, I mean, they all had certain keys to, to certain positions. We had a uh, uh, backfield coach, a line coach, offensively and defensively, 
and a secondary coach, and that was it. But they had their own little nuances, if you will, into each position. And uh, it was it was a huge education on my part to, to learn that. But, again, as I said earlier, picture's worth a thousand words. Or you could see who was good and who wasn't good. Yeah, incredible. The knowing names, that stays with everybody. Ron, can you tell us the first battle that you had to have for a player? Do you remember the first player that you had to really go to Mr. Davis and say, no, 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 this guy is that guy, and really have to win that argument to get your player in? No, I can't. The first one, no, I can't. Uh, the one I'm most proud of is Reggie Kinlaw. Now, people say he was a 12th round draft choice. They don't even go 12 rounds anymore, as you know. But uh, that was a one of those spirited battles, if you will, in the draft room. I finally won one, and you know, Reggie Reggie came and became one heck of a football player, and was uh, one of the big reasons that we were successful to beat the Redskins in the uh, Super Bowl in Tampa. Ron Wolf is our guest. Ron, the early losses in the big games as the early Raiders were trying to get going and Coach Madden and those big AFC battles where it seemed like the Raiders could have been the better team on paper but came up short. What were your memories back in the day on walking out of the locker room and then getting back to work knowing you were so close and you had to get back at it again to try to win your first championship with the Raiders? Well, it was, uh, you know, I didn't experience that until 1980. I, yep. I left in 75 to go into Tampa. So uh, I missed the uh, 76 Super Bowl team. And uh, it was one of those things. I, I felt very strongly uh, I think December 23, 1972, that's a very important date in the history of the Oakland Raiders because that's that Franco Harris picked that ball up off the ground and ran in for a touchdown. And uh, so from that time forward, it became, became very important. But we finally started to win. And we started to win because we had better players. And you have better players, uh, you're going to win. That's the object of the game. And Fortunately, we were able to get some really good players and keep those really good players. Ron Wolf joins us. A little different today. Yeah, uh, I want to move on quickly to the Super Bowls with the Raiders, Super Bowl 15 and 18, and, you know, having those great players, but it wasn't easy, too. I mean, some of the roads in those playoff games and legendary playoff games and the breaks that the Raiders got – do you attribute that to the players, the infrastructure of the organization with Mr. Davis, all the way down to the last players on the roster? Those are two of the greatest teams of all time. I certainly thought so, particularly at the uh, uh, 83 team. Mm-hmm. That was just an exceptional football team. And, uh, yeah, we were lucky in, in 1980. There's no question about that. Uh, we, we, I think we were the first wild card team to go all sure. the way. Uh, and although, you know, it was four Super Bowl, Kansas City was a wild card team, and they beat uh, the Vikings with a little bit different set of circumstances, as I recall. But no, again, we just had outstanding players. All you have to do is go to a Raiders alumni function, and you see these great names uh, <laughs> and these great people sitting around that were just tremendous football players. Look at all the guys in the Hall of Fame that are former Raiders. And, uh, just to be a part of that, I mean, you got to pinch yourself. Ron, with the success that you had with the Green Bay Packers, too, and the different structure of ownership from Green Bay and then how ownership and how Al Davis, the general partner, then the owner of that team, what would you learn about the business structure 
of both those teams, the original Oakland Raiders, and then when you came to the Packers and found success in Green Bay, what were the differences? I don't think there were too many differences other because you have to have good players. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it all depends upon what, what your theory is or, or reason for why you have a good football team. And I think in professional football, you better have a quarterback. There is no question that that's the huge factor in the game of professional football. Absolutely no question. So we were very fortunate in Green Bay to acquire Brett Favre in the trade. And, and of course, then we did things that people had never expected. We had an 841 winning percentage in Lambeau Field when I was there, which is incredible when you stop and think about it. In fact, a member of the present Raiders coaching staff, Edgar Bennett, played a huge role in the success of that football team in Green Bay. Of course, Gruden was the assistant coach there mm-hmm. uh, in Green Bay. That's where he got his start. Uh, Mike Holmgren hired him, and you know he's, he's had a lot of success. So I think the, the difference was you have uh, in, in Green Bay, you had an executive committee that kind of ran the franchise. Theore- theoretically, not really true. In, in With the Raiders, you had one person run the franchise. We all know who that was. Ron Wolf joins us. Hey, Ron, when you're watching football now and you see the quarterbacks and their athletic ability, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, even an aging Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, who played against each other, what jumps out at you at the talent that we're seeing now at the quarterback position? Would you put this era up against any any other era? Is this the best era right now in the history of the quarterback position? Oh, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think so. I think it's, it's all cyclical. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you had a you had an area when in the '30s and '40s when guys had to play both ways. They had a they had a punt. They had to play defense. And in those days, they got cracked. They got hit. All you got to do is look at some of those old uh, Raiders movies and some of the blows that Namath, Joe Namath took and Terry Bradshaw took. Terry Bradshaw was a fabulous athlete, as was Joe Namath. But it was a different different game. And those game, those days, guys tried to get first downs and touchdowns. Now it's uh, now it's about getting percentage. You know, you have this percentage or that percentage. They don't seem to care whether you get a first down or not. But you're right; these guys today are are very very talented. There's absolutely no question about that. But I think they've always been very talented. And uh, uh, some guys, some guys are just more athletic mm-hmm. than others. But again, one of the, I had the occasion to be on a committee to, to select guys into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And one of the greatest players I ever saw was a fellow by the name of Sammy Ball, who was a quarterback, tailback, punter, safety man and a five-man on kickoff coverage and went downfield and made tackle. And so those are the things the guys had to do in those days. And they were exceptional athletes. And, again, you get to that position, they're just great athletes. Kenny Stabler, magnificent athlete. He just hurt his leg. His leg got hurt at Alabama. I want to bring something forward here. You know, in the history of, of the professional football, the history of the game, there have been two quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, who have won 800 or better winning percentage. One is Otto Graham. He had to play 10 years, 10 championship games. He played both ways. The other, interestingly, is Daryl LaMonica. Mm-hmm. 
Now, he only started six years, but you just think about all the people that have played quarterback or, the start or tailback that started professional football and only two have 800 or better. It's remarkable. It is. We're wrapping it up with Ron Wolf. Ron, quickly on the Hall of Fame, a follow-up. How great would it be for Tom Flores, your longtime friend? We think of Lester Hayes, Jim Plunkett, all the other great Raiders who are not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it looks like Charles Woodson, someone you know very well, too. But Tom Flores is the voice we're hearing around the Raider organization. Can you just share a story with Coach Flores and how great it would be for him to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with you? Oh, I think it would be marvelous that he gets into He certainly deserves to get in. Uh, I mean, he was 14-6 and six against Don Coriel, for example, and everybody said Coriel deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's 6-1 and one against Don Shula. I mean, those right there. And Shula, as everybody knows, is in the Hall of Fame. So uh, he was did a tremendous job. He won two Super Bowls. First, he was a player. He was our quarterback when I started with the Raiders in 1963. He was our quarterback. And uh, he, he graduated to assistant coach and then head coach. And he more than deserves to be in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. But there's some other Raiders that deserve to be in there. How Lester Hayes isn't in the Hall of Fame is a travesty. And you can add Cliff Branch to that as well and Jack Tatum. And I, I'm sure a lot of teams can say that, but those are three exceptional football players that are not in the Hall of Fame who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Nicely said. Ron, last one, I saw you on that Zoom call with so many alumni, and you were just smiling and having fun hearing everybody talk back and forth, and so many former players thanked you on that Zoom call for helping them break in to professional football, what does it mean for you to be a part of this Raider family and have such deep roots roots with the Davis family? Well, it means a great deal to me. I mean, let's face it, I spent 25 years, uh, uh, 25 drafts with, with the Raiders, and I, I would never be in the game if it wasn't for Al Davis. So, certainly, uh, you know, there there is some uh, silver and black, silver and black of me, no matter how. Uh, I... I really relish the opportunity to, to to be a member of the Raiders alumni. As I said before, when you get in the group of these former players and you sit with them and look at them and see who they are and what they went through uh, uh, as, as members of the Raiders, you really are very, very proud to be able to say, yeah, I was a Raider. Thank you, Ron. It's always a pleasure and honor for me to talk to you. I hope to see you soon, especially when Vegas opens up more and gets you out to the new stadium. We greatly appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. You got it. Ron Wolf, one of the all-time greats. Uh, for the, with the Raiders, 1963 to 74, then his second stint, 1979 to 1989, a three-time Super Bowl champ, a Hall of Famer. And when you talk about the history of the Raiders, the beginning with Ron Wolf, Al Davis, uh, leading into John Madden, Tom Flores, all the great teams, Ron Wolf played a major role in the success of this organization, which is in Las Vegas right now. Once a Raider, always a Raider. We appreciate Mr. Wolf and his time. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. 
former Raider running back Harold Hart is kind enough to join us. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Harold, thanks for doing this. Good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, under the circumstances here, I'm pretty good. I'm dealing with a tropical storm that rolled in, and uh, it looks like we're going to get the, the worst of it in a couple hours or so for about six hours. Where are you in Florida? Are you in Jacksonville? I am in Tampa. You're in I'm, Tampa. I'm in Tampa. Outstanding. Hey, I want to get to your early years in high school. You were a quarterback before you went full-time running back, so a guy who could make plays with your legs. What was that like, the early years when you were picking up football with all that talent? It was fantastic. I mean, I was, uh, like you said, a quarterback, and I actually started as a quarterback for the first couple of years, and my senior year, I switched to running back and gained uh, 2,000 yards and scored 20 touchdowns. Wow. What what was the key to that move? Because you were so good outside the pocket as a quarterback and coaches saw your ability to run downhill? Run downhill. As far as, I, I, I was a triple threat. I could also throw it. I had uh, two record 99-yard touchdown pass uh, to uh, one of my good receivers. So I was a triple threat. I love that. The triple threat, Harold Hart. So you end up going to college, and you make the move to Texas Southern. Talk about that recruiting process, how they found you, and you went to Texas. What was that about? Well, the, actually, it, it wasn't very far to go. The coaching staff at the time uh, that was a new staff at Texas Southern was actually at Edward Waters College, which was um, right at the um, right near the, the middle school, junior high school that I went to. So they were familiar with me. As a matter of fact, the first morning, Clifford Jack Paul was the head coach at the time, came uh, 8 o'clock that morning, and I'm looking up first day of recruiting, and he said, hey, baby, I came to get you. And I'm saying, Mama, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Harold Hart joins us. What was that like also with the Vietnam War on the back end and social injustice? And what was it like on college campus at that point in your life? What were you learning about? What were you hearing? What were you thinking about as a young college football player? Well, I was basically concentrating on, on football and, and, and getting my education. So I did. I, I am a, a 15th child, 12 living, and I did have a lot of uh, my uh, sisters and, uh, you know, we're military, so I was very familiar with, uh, you know, with what was going on in the military in Vietnam. But I actually concentrated on, uh, you know, fulfilling the dream, which I wanted to become, you know, becoming an NFL player. And actually started on that my uh, freshman year in college. The uh, first game that I ever played in, I had a couple touchdowns, and uh, one of them was uh, we were Southern University, mm-hmm. and one of them was... Uh, yeah, I ran over this guy, and he says, well, you know who you ran over? And I said, who? They said, Isaiah Robinson. I said, who? And I gave him some just, uh, just on raw talent, just, just, just natural. Took me all the way to, you know, through to the Raiders. Harold Hart joins us, former Raider running back. So I always ask individuals from your time period about Al Davis and what was the Al Davis backstory because you went late in that draft in 1974, the 279th pick uh how did that pick come about and what was your first correspondence like with the great al davis uh it, it was great you, you you're right i did have uh I, I did i did have a setback in my career going into my senior year i was actually rated the third best back in the country had some misfortunes and ended up um all, all i had to do was gain a couple hundred yards become the all-time leading rush in texas seven and would have went definitely went high i think the giants called around the fourth round but mm-hmm. Ended up being drafted by the Raiders, and at that time they had the uh, World Football League and Toronto, which I had offers from both Toronto uh, 
they just signed uh, Boncic, Click, and Walker in, in, in the uh, Toronto. But I definitely was not a cold person. I went from Florida to Texas to Oakland, back to Florida, in the you know with the draft of the Buccaneers. So I chose the uh, you know I chose the Raiders and went out with a lot of confidence. Uh, actually, with, with the bonus that I, I uh, received, I actually bought a Cadillac and. Mm-hmm. I used to tease me all the time. It was a white Cadillac, and uh, he'd always say, I wouldn't try that. Harold Hart joins us, former Raider running back. Harold, you came in to arguably the time where this team didn't win the Super Bowl yet, but it might have been its greatest team of all time. Can you tell me what it was like coming to camp with a team that had some of the most snake-bitten losses, all these dramatic championship games, big steps towards the title, coming up short, and then you're in that atmosphere with one of the hungriest teams in all of professional sports at the time. Yeah, you you, you hit it on the nose. I, I can actually start at the very beginning. Um, it seems like um, my uh, my rookie year seems like my senior year. I got I got to be pre. Nineteen seventy four was a strike year, mm-hmm. so there was. Um, you know, there was about 60, 70 of us there, you know, while the strike was going on, the first three preseason games, I actually scored six touchdowns, two against Detroit, Atlanta, and um, Dallas. And when the, the first, uh, first, one of the first veterans to come back was Snake, and um, Snake actually, I remember Snake uh, telling me that I reminded him of someone named Clem Daniels. I didn't know. Here again, I'm, just, you know, raw. Just raw and doing my thing, and um, once the veterans came back, uh, actually Gene Upshaw was Gene was my very about this time first Thanksgiving I, I spent um, on the West Coast uh, was at Gene's house. Wow! And uh, yeah, and Gene, you know, brought me in, took me back in the backyard and pointed out and you know, showing me you know all of the land he had, and, you know, and I decided right then I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to be, I want to. So that gene was very one of the very first ones of uh, inspired me to want to you know want to be a Raider. But in '74, I heard I think it was Jeff talking about the class of '77. But in '74, we had a pretty good class as well: Henry Lawrence, mm. uh, Mark, Ghost, Mo. Uh, as a matter of fact, my roommate uh, Henry Lawrence, uh, Mo, Brad Shaw, and myself were roommates. Incredible. Henry means a lot to me, and. Morris Bradshaw has been a mentor to me, and I didn't know that connection. That is great as we're wrapping it up with Harold Hart. I got to get to, while we have time, one of the greatest plays ever in the history of Monday Night Football, 1975, 102-yard kickoff for a touchdown. Week one, Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. Are you kidding me? The world on Monday Night Football. Walk me through that play as it happened as you took the field for that kickoff. Well, I can tell you, we were we were winning. We were up a couple of touchdowns in a field goal, and Miami came back and scored twice on us, and it had us within three late in the fourth quarter. And uh, you know, I always, you know, Big John always, Madden always, you know, told me make a play. You know, you mm. know, you, you set the tone, make a play. So I, um, I remember it distinctly. Jeff Phillips was back there with me, so Jeff, it was a very high kick. And it landed probably right at the goal line, and I took a step to, to survey it, and I saw Jeff. Uh, Jeff was telling me to stay, and I saw a gap, and I just hit it. And uh, 102 yards later, we were up 10, 
and that kind of sealed the deal. That's one of the greatest regular season plays in Raider history. You're a part of it. They could never take that away from the triple threat. Harold Hart. Harold, finally, once a Raider, always a Raider. What did it mean for you to get that legacy brick from Mark Davis? Uh, Everything. Everything. Because, um, and very quickly, I I have three kids, uh, daughter and two sons, and both of my sons are in Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, Harold Jr., which he was actually out, you know, with the Raiders with, with me. Um, he is uh, in the Hall of Fame in Middletown, Connecticut. He actually was a uh, four-year starter for Villanova, and he's uh, And my youngest son, Troy, who's right now uh, received his assistant principalship uh, last December at one of the middle schools here, he's in the academic National Football Foundation Academic Hall of Fame. So with the bricks, I kind of got my uh, <laughs> got my spot. I'm sure they're very proud of you. It is a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. We can't wait to host you out here in Vegas when the time is right. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to get out there. Can't wait to get there. Thank you for listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network.